We're so glad you found us here at the Leadership After Hours podcast. If you're finding value in this content, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're on. This allows us to spread the modern leadership revolution. Plus, you don't wanna miss out on a single weekly episode. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Leadership After Hours podcast. Real talk with real leaders committed to creating better companies and a better world. Presented by Stronger Leaders, Stronger Profits with your host, Sean Patton. All right, welcome to the Leadership After Hours podcast. I am so excited today to be here with Andy Ahedo, who is a visual media producer, but also a music curator. And I was so excited because the area of audio, music, and performance, and branding, marketing is like a a, a weird, I don't know, like, I don't say fetish, but it's just like, it's, it's like an interest of mine that I'm always interested in. And so I actually was at a mastermind. I asked everyone at the mastermind, does anybody know somebody that can talk about this? And Andy's name came up. So that's how we connected. And I'm so excited to be here and talk with you today. Thank you so much, Sean. This is such, such a pleasure. This, this makes me so happy. I could talk about this for hours. So I'm so excited to be on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. So why don't we just kind of explain first, you know, you, you are involved in media, photography, video, all that stuff sort of by day, full-time profession. But then as, as we talked before, we started recording, <laughs> you almost kind of stumbled your way into this passion of music creation. It's taken off. So what, what was, how did that all start? Like walk us through that journey. I am, you know, a huge fan of music. It started when I was little, I just consumed all different kinds of genres of music, whatever was playing in the house. I'm the youngest of five daughters, big family. Every sister had a different CD player boombox in her room and everyone had different tastes of music. And when I got into my teenage years, I realized in high school, probably when I started like being in friends' cars, that no matter what was playing, like on the radio, on their mix CD, I could, I liked it. It could be country, it could be rock, it could be screamo, it could be emo, it could be oldies, it could be my dad's Neil Diamond, it could be Hanson, it could be pop. Like, I just realized I loved it all, even country, which came a little later in life. And I realized that wasn't normal. Like, a lot of people had their niche, their genre, and they love to hate on other kind of music genre. Like, you know, if you were listening to hip hop and rap, you definitely weren't listening to country. And I even, I remember like at the age of 12, I listened to Pittsburgh's jazz radio station every night. And like, no one in sixth grade was doing that. I mean, I was, I think I was aware of that. And so basically, just like a part of who I was that I didn't really express that much outwardly to friends or, you know, to in any other way, there wasn't really social media back then. There wasn't a way to like express that kind of hobby, but I was always making mixed cassette tapes. I would record radio at night. I loved Delilah after dark. I just loved making, you know, mixed CDs. I remember the Christmas we got a CD burner. I had, you know, Napster, LimeWire, all of that. And I just remember like when I could, you know, just search a song and be able to download it. That was just incredible and get it on a CD. 
all of those things are like pivotal, like core memories for me. And like, they're all related to like this love of music. So as I mentioned, like, as I got older, I realized, I don't think like, it's that normal that like for someone to just like love everything as much as I do. And it came from like a true sense of respect. Like I really respected music artists. I loved Eminem when I was in high school, as much as I loved like the mamas and the papas. And I loved Louis Armstrong. Like, I'm not kidding. It was just, I was just all over the map. And so fast forward, like, so many years music is still just something that I had obviously it was always just playing in the background of my life, but I, it's just there, but I didn't necessarily do anything with it. But on my Instagram, probably just starting last year or the last year and a half or so, my, my account was always mostly photography, which is another huge passion of mine. And I was always sharing more, creative things like editing photos, photography, also just lifestyle content. And I really started leaning into this other side of me, which was like, you know, there's a song for any kind of occasion or moment in your life. And I started doing like some fun dynamics with my audience where they could, I would put up a question box and I'd be like, Give me a scenario or a little, yeah, a little situation, or maybe it's a kind of celebration, or maybe it's even just a super specific feeling that you have. And I'll, I'll like give you a song for that feeling. And I realized how much I was enjoying it. My audience was like eating it up. And then I also realized this is also something unique about me that I didn't know, which was like song and artist recall because I had like so many years of listening to music and always consuming it that what would happen is when someone would say like okay what's a good song for and I would tell them like the more specific the better like this is more fun they would say what's a good song for I just finished my 18 hour nursing shift and I'm on my way home and I just don't think I can go on anymore and I would just you know, give them a song for that. And I started realizing like, it was a fun challenge for me and people really felt like validated and seen and heard. And then I just realized that it wasn't, yeah, normal, I guess, to be able to recall like that many songs. So from there, I started sharing more music content and the, I think everything kind of shifted when a business said, because I was sharing a lot of my Spotify playlists by then, people were really eating it up. Like I had a playlist for, you know, like I called it like PG-13 pool party. And it's like, what is, not even like a pool party for like teenagers. It was like, what's the kind of pool party that's like a little risque. It's like, you know, there's the underwater PDA going on. There's like beer cozies. There's like little tanning playboy stickers there's like always like it's just like a vibe and i would do really specific playlists like that and share them with my audience and then as i started just sharing more and more how much i loved setting music for like either thematic events or emotions or very specific situations businesses started to approach me and 
I wasn't even thinking of turning my passion for music into that, but it started with a charcuterie business that just said, would you ever do a playlist for like a shop where we have like our first brick and mortar and we don't even know what we should be playing in our store. And the rest is history, but that's how it started with that one client. And then I already had a website at that time where I was selling actually other things like presets and stuff for my photography, but I set up overnight a way for people to basically fill out a questionnaire of everything they were looking for in a playlist, emotion words, what's the length that you want, are there any must-have artists? And I set up shop and the orders just started coming in and now I've been doing that for almost a year. So it started last July, like at the end of last July. So, and I do, oh my goodness, the kind of requests I get, it's probably now it's turned 50-50 into like brands and people, people meaning just personal playlists, anniversary playlists, dinner party playlists, graduation. I do playlists though that are like, my friend is getting a divorce. It's been 18 years. What's the playlist for that? You know, there's that whole world. And then I do playlists for brands, which is probably where I get like the most excited and something that I never even thought it could take that turn or go down that road. But it's been really exciting to see how, when you just show people like, what music can do. And they're the ones who have come up with all the ideas and they come to me and they say, well, what about a brand playlist? And can we do this? And we take off with it. That, yeah, no, that is, that is awesome. And I think that it's so interesting as we move forward and sort of technologically and as business moves forward, how I know for a lot of products I've been a part of and in, 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 in developing is the idea of an experience, right? Like a holistic experience, you know, even a, yes. you said a museum or shopping, there's, there's actually yeah. like, you know, you would think that if you don't think about it, I guess going to a restaurant, right? Like, well, you just have good food and you're good. Like, no, right. Like it's what the, the, the entire environment, what's on the walls, how do people talk, you know, are there TVs not, is there music or not? If so, you know, like all that stuff is, is it's almost if done right, sort of unnoticed and yes, except for you can sort of, it's almost like, I, it's almost like a referee in sports, right? Yes. Like if they're good, you just you don't even know they're there. Right. Yes. It's, only when they're, it's only when they're bad. They're like, what the hell? You know? So it's almost like, yes. I, I feel like that is, you know, that experience is so important and something that more and more brands are paying attention to. Like, what is that holistic yes. vibe that, that they're getting? I literally have, I literally have the example. I love that you said that about restaurants. I have the example on my website as people read about what I do. And I say, because this is from experience and I still love this restaurant, but one of my favorite Mexican restaurants, I'm based in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's chic. It's new. It opened last year. One of the chefs is from the top chef whole competition. He's from Mexico just an incredible restaurant. And unfortunately I use them as an example of when you go in, they're playing top 40. That's always what they're doing. It's the whole ambiance is absolutely gorgeous. 
they nailed it. I lived in Mexico for 10 years and that restaurant's menu is cutting edge, perfect fusion. It's so authentic. The, the way that it was decorated, you're just totally immersed. They nailed it with like, it doesn't feel too pretentious, but it feels upscale. And they totally missed the mark with the music that they play. And they probably, they, it's usually what the last thing or the thing that absolutely no brand or business considers at all. You know, they invest so much in like, obviously just starting their business, but like, what's the idea, the funding, the investing, the logo, the aesthetic. I mean, in this case, the restaurant, like the menu, what's the concept. And then when it, you know, it's like opening time and they put on like, I don't know, like what's good music right now. And they just put on top 40, which is like, no, I mean, first of all, like you only have one type of cuisine here (laughs) and it's Mexican. Like, it's not even like a hard, like puzzle of like, what should we be playing? I still think about like, should I just like cold call them and say, I will do this. Like treat me to dinner. I just want to do this so bad for you. And just, but it's so true, Sean. It's like, all of it is just part of the experience. And whether that is like in a restaurant or you're a, you know, a non-tangible brand, I think it's such a cool concept to think about what does your brand sound like if you haven't thought about that yet. Well, and I relate to that too, because not, not as much in the, in the playlist. Actually, okay. So I have two businesses, right? So one is a martial arts company, right? Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and MMA. And, and it's so funny. We had, had a former you know coach and, and I, it's just funny. You can go in and whoever is like teaching, you know, kind of throws on their music. And I had one and he, you know, everyone has their own taste, like you said, but loved like, I don't even know what you would, you would probably know what you call it, like very like folky, slow, like John Mayer, Jack Johnson, like oh, that type yeah. of like thing. And yeah. so you would walk in, they'd be like, all right, let's go, let's get it. You know, you're trying, and it's like, enough. And it's just like, this guy's like crying <laughs> over every time. I'm like, I walk up like, what is happening in here? Like, this is crazy, <laughs> you know? And so I, I'm, I'm big on like, what's the vibe, you know, get, you know, if before that I owned a gym and we, we actually had like, a, it, it wasn't rock box, but it was kind of like that where you, yeah. know, you could have different things and you make playlists and, and you could sort, the main way to sort was like by BPM. Right, because yes. you're teaching like a kickboxing class on heavy bags or something else, you don't want it to be like, bah, like spastic. Yes, but you know, and then we actually had somebody talk about how like rap music is something you will hear a lot in like gyms or whatever. But actually, it's shown to actually decrease performance because most rap music is actually really slow. Yes, you know the beat is actually like boom. The beat, boo, yeah, boom. And then if you're and so and and it's not a complete correlation. But one thing they talked about was for like working out or athletic performance is a consistent beat. And one that with a BPM was actually mirrored the the target heart rate. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I so wish like, I would have known all of this. I just when I just did a playlist for a gym. It was gonna be their playlist for just a couple morning classes. Mm-hmm. It was probably one of the more challenging playlists I've done, probably because I don't work out. And like I think if you do, mm-hmm. I would have been able to be like, Oh, this is what they need. But I you know, they gave me insight. They, they told me what kind of classes it was. And it was, what is the high and high, high intensity interval high, training? 
yes. intensity interval training, like hit, yeah, hit classes. Yeah. Hit, hit, hit. That's what it was. And but then they said like, now we also have cool down, so we can't have it the whole time. And like, I even had to almost time that playlist. They, I mean, it was specific. They're like, this is how long it is. So when I'm adding songs, I was, you know, looking at okay, when do we need to slow down? That's so interesting about matching it with the heartbeat. I did look up a lot of trying to get the right BPMs, but I remember when I made it, I didn't want it to just feel like oops, 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 like yeah, yeah. for an hour. But that was like, ha- like a house that was a fun club or something. <laughs> yes, like the same. Gun, 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 yeah, yeah. Totally get that. It's it, it is <laughs> tough, but it it that it does matter, you know. And I will get I yeah. get people at the gym, or I get people at my jiu-jitsu, you know, gym when we were training and they'd be like, Oh, this, yeah. this is good. You know, like we're getting into it. So yeah, it just, it, it does impact your mindset and, and, and the vibe it, it is, it is really impactful. And so I do think that more and more brands are considering that. And that, so that was the one, the second thing that you, you sort of triggered for me was when I'm trying to put together and luckily I don't have to do too much of it now because I have so people that are better at me than this, but put together videos, right? Whether it's like commercials or like ads or even social media posts, right? Like you do a social media post or something and you want to put music in the background. And, uh, and I, and so I use, you know, there's online, right? But though, like the licensed music, you know, like you can just yes. have and go on. You know, and so, uh, yeah. but man, I'll tell you what, trying to, and that's why I give you credit, type words in. Cause in my head, I'm like, I want it to sound like this. And you're like, well, what, what words do I type into this search bar to get the yes. sound that I want? Yeah. So I don't know. Do you have any experience with that? Or like, what do you, how do you approach that? I do. I actually have clients who, so most of my service, all of my playlists are on Spotify as long as it's, even if it's like commercial use. So that would mean I have clients who use this playlist as Sometimes it's an incentive for their, for their, for their clients. I've had, I've made playlists for so many realtors who give a playlist, like when they close on the house and they want me to make like a housewarming playlist, which I thought is, again, not my idea. It's theirs. Such a, such a nice little extra gift. I just did a playlist, for example, for an RV whole, you know, sales company, this guy, this is his RV lot. He wanted to give a road trip playlist to everyone who bought an RV. Genius. I loved that. So those are commercial use playlists. Those have like a slightly different price because really they're going to be using that playlist over and over and over. So my playlist is being shared with potentially thousands of people. But I also have brands, companies who are looking for, I just worked with Mary Baldwin University. I've worked with a couple of nonprofits who, it's what you're talking about. They are not looking for licensed music, like what you would find on Instagram for their reels or Spotify. They need a already curated library of songs, which is a whole other world, which is like, that doesn't come with artist recall or anything like that. And they want to be able to already have chosen by me songs that they can use for commercial spots, whether it be like web or TV, but mostly it's just like their online social presence, but because they're a business profile, they can't be using copyrighted music. So a couple platforms for anyone listening who doesn't know where to start with this. I've worked with so many platforms. I love music bed which is a newer one on the scene. And it's, they're, they're kind of a step above where they've, they, 
they do a good job with the kind of artists that are on their platform. So it doesn't smell so much like elevator music. It it does feel like it doesn't it doesn't st- stick out like some of the other ones do, where this just sounds like stock audio. And then the other ones that I've worked with is Audio Jungle, which is a really good how do I say it? Economic, I guess it's more affordable for sure. Musicbed has some more subscriptions and stuff like that. I'm trying to think premium beat is probably the other one that I have been on in the past. So premium beat, audio jungle and music bed. And there's so many now, like I haven't even scratched the surface, but just from commercial projects I've done in the past, even being like on the producer side, but now helping companies, businesses who need that. What I do is I have to first know a little bit about the company and then I translate what their company is into genres of music. So if that RV company said, well, I'm interested in hiring you to curate only, you know, uh, royalty free music, what this is about us. Okay. So I'm automatically thinking like RV camper, you know, road trip country out West. These are people who are outdoors. So I automatically go to like, to me, I translate that to like bluegrass country, maybe a little bit of like easy listening alternative in there, but, and then mood words too, which a lot of these sites let you search for folk pop is a really good place to start if you're looking for just like acoustic guitar and like light vocals of like you know how you sometimes just hear those commercials where like it's just people going like ooh ah and there's like snaps mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that can be found under folk pop but you can search mood words in a lot of these they'll have words like aspiring which is kind of like the same as like inspirational. They'll have bright. They use adjectives that are like bright, happy. Sometimes you'll see words. They they have sometimes words that you can just check off. I kind of have that kind of model on my website too. And it'll say like grunge, angst, and you know what kind of music that's going to be. So mm-hmm. I think the most important part, honestly, the most important part of my job is to really do my homework and research aside from the questionnaire that brands fill out and see about what else I can get just looking at their social, their website and, and see how I would translate that into song. It's such a unique exercise, but just something I've, I'm honing that skill a little more and more. So looking at something aesthetically whether it's like their logo, their font, and then like understanding their concept, their mission, and then literally thinking, now what would that sound like? It's a weird thing to think about, but I think we're really changing the conversation like with brands and business owners. And I'm about to do a playlist for a company that does ribbon sets for front door wreaths. They're like a Southern bell, very feminine. It's ribbon subscriptions. It's like, you know, very elegant, feminine. And they want a playlist for, to give to their clients, to use on their social media. And 
that is like Billie Holiday, Dinah Washington. It's like front porch sitting. It's very, so that that's kind of my process. Understand the business, the brand, understand their audience, their target market, because that's basically who I'm curating music for, and then translate it into song. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is so cool. Well, we, we're just getting started. I definitely want to talk more about, you know, leaders and organizations and people that want to use it for performance and different scenarios to optimize things. So I want to get into all of that as we, we wrap kind of talking about brands and companies. So a ton more to come. This was awesome. We'll, we'll take a break here and we'll do a part two for sure that people can see and come out after this. But if someone wants to get a hold of you, we'll put your, we'll put some links in the show notes, but what's the best, best way to, find you, get a hold of you if one of these brands is looking for an amazing Yes. Brand. Best place. Just find me on Instagram, Andy Ahedo. You can send me a DM there or just andyahedo.com. You can even get your playlist today. You can just start with filling out a questionnaire and get going. That That is amazing. And also in the show notes, you have created a leadership after hours playlist on Spotify, which I was just yes. listening to before this and totally <laughs> digging. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. So yeah. also go on Spotify and look for the leadership after hours playlist and save yes. it and, and jam along, you know, between yes. listening to episodes. So yeah. I guess we'll, we'll take a break here and listeners will have to hang on for part two. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Leadership After Us podcast. If you haven't already, join us in the modern leadership revolution by hitting the subscribe button and giving us a review on whatever platform you listen to or watch the Leadership After Us podcast. For a better tomorrow, create a new leader today.